Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Greetings, friends, and welcome to the Do Business Better podcast. It's me, Damian Mason. Got a good topic for you today, a topic that I touch on in different phases of my speeches and in my book, Do Business Better, and something we need to visit right here. Uh, I wrote a column about this, and I also believe it's so important that we need to, as business people who want to create a life and business by choice, that we always keep this in mind. And the simple subject is, are you still learning new moves? Uh, if you haven't read the article, uh, you can, uh, but we're going to get a little more into it here, and I'll tell you why. Um, we, in this business uh, that we try to create, and whether you have your own business, self-employed, freelancer, elancer, or have 100 employees, the reality is most of us get stale. We start to do things out of comfort. We do things that we're really good at, and we stick with that, what we're comfortable with. You know, I talk a lot about these things. Again, in my in my book, Do Business Better, if you haven't picked it up, uh, you certainly can, um, about routines versus habits. You know, we, we commonly say, oh, well, that person's a creature of habit. Now, habit is actually an active behavior pattern, something you seek out to do. We think of habit like smoking being bad, but the reality is it is active and you did actually have to do something to perform that. Whereas routine is mindless. It's rote procedure, you know, rote, that stuff that just, it's in your head. You don't even know how to, you don't even have to think about it. So when we run our businesses and our life, we start to really become creatures of routine, not creatures of habit. Routine meaning uh, mindless uncreative, um, thoughtless uh, activity that you do uh, with a rote procedure, if you will. So anyway, in our, in our businesses, are we doing too many things by routine? So that's the question. I read this article, Are You Still Learning New Moves? Because I absolutely believe that the thing that we must do as businesses to remain successful is to constantly look at the marketplace and say, okay, what can I do differently? What new skill? What new... Uh, Tactic can I adapt? Can I uh, look at moving forward? Because we hear it all the time. The only thing constant is change. But we always get very, very comfortable doing what we're good at, doing what we've always done, and then we all of a sudden look around and say, like, what the hell happened? Why did I just lose that account? What went away? All right, so let's get to the whole gist of this. If you happen to be watching this versus just listening, you can see on the video that I am wearing my Crawfordsville Wrestling T-shirt uh, from my good friend Chris Irvin, who retired after 25 years as wrestling coach there in Crawfordsville. Uh, good friend, he and I uh, wrestled uh, in high school together. He went on to become a collegiate wrestler, and then he became a coach. So he just retired. So hats off to my good friend Chris Urban. And also I'm wearing the shirt for the video version of this podcast because uh, it is in fact wrestling how I opened the the article that I wrote, Are You Still Learning New Moves? It was January, as it turns out, of my senior year in high school. The wrestling coach comes in and says, guys, today we're going to learn a new move. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you know, uh, standing there, whatever it is you do at practice, you know, between your calisthenics, your warm-ups, your stretches, uh, you know, you run a mile, uh, and you do all that before you even start into the actual part of practice that is the 
learning or the execution part of it. He says, today we're going to learn a new move. And I'm thinking, I've got another month of wrestling left in my life. You know, I'm not going to go become a collegiate wrestler. I'm not going to be in the Olympics. I'm not good enough for this thing. I mean, let's just face it. I've got another month or so, right? Uh, I'm going to get through sectionals and the conference tournament and sectional and regional. And if I'm lucky, I make it to the state tournament. But the main thing here is, why would I learn a new move when I've got four weeks left in my career for the rest of my life, period? Well, I learned the new move because that's what you're supposed to do. And then I uh, didn't practice it. Uh, and as predicted, I hung up the headgear four weeks later. Uh, I'm done. Well, life is not sport. And uh, I noticed that as, as much as that flies in the face of all the things that every uh, coach ever tells you that life is sport and sport is life and everything you're going to learn about uh, uh, life is going to happen here while you're playing volleyball or badminton or high school bowling or whatever it might be, football, basketball. Life is not sport because sport has a very finite ending. Even for Tom Brady, it has a very finite ending. Uh, his less finite than many, but Everyone has a shelf life as an athlete. With high school sports, it's pretty obvious. You're done. At the end of your senior year, you, you turn your tassels, you go through commencement, you graduate, you're done with high school sports, right? Uh, except for those sad, pathetic human beings like Shooter from the movie Hoosiers. Love that movie, you know, being an Indiana guy. Uh, poor Shooter is, uh, is a hopeless, uh, hopeless drunk because of the shot that he didn't make. Uh, when uh, when he was a high school athlete. And I know people like uh, Shooter, and I know pathetic people that are still living out their high school sports life. And you know those people too, and, and I think pathetic is the best word we can come up with. So, here's the thing. Life is not sport. But, and life is sure, sure as hell not high school sport. But there's a very valuable lesson here. If you only have four weeks left, if you have four weeks left in your career, running your business, if you're about to sell the company and you've got an offer right now and they've got earnest money down and the paperwork is, is you know signed and it's ready to happen, why the hell are you going to bother learning new moves? I get that. But most of us have many more than four weeks left. We have more than four weeks of our job. We have more than four weeks of running our own business. We have more than four weeks left on this earth. You know, my friend George... 80-year-old retired veterinarian has bought both of my books, Food Fear and Do Business Better, reads them, still reads other books, still keeping up. Learning new moves, okay, at age 80, not learning new veterinarian practices, but still challenging himself to stay current and read and learn. Point being, you're never you're never done learning new moves until you decide you're going to be done learning new moves, and then the world starts to pass you by. All right, we all have more than four weeks left. Why do we stop learning new moves? And again, again, I'm going to be mean because I'm being honest. But you know why we stop learning new moves. You know why we don't reinvent. Usually it's because of comfort. Sometimes it's because of laziness. You know, we all take the path of least resistance uh, at least part of the time. You get comfortable. You're so damn good at fixing garage doors, that your company maybe is in the garage door business. You're really good at fixing garage doors. Fantastic. It has served you well. But what about when the market is glutted with others, you've got to be better than them. And how do you become better? You maybe pick up a few new moves. You become a bit more efficient. You can do the job more quickly and more efficiently. Therefore, you can do more service calls per day, which is going to boost your bottom line while these other folks are out there competing with you but not doing as well because 
they're not as efficient. They didn't learn a new move. Or maybe you say, I've got another thing we're going to do. We're going to learn how to also install uh, pedestrian doors. Because everybody we know that we put a garage door up for them has a pedestrian door going into their garage. And many of them look like crap. So we're going to start selling that. New move right? Um, we're going to also uh, buy uh, a company that does this uh, garage floor refinishing uh, business. You know, I'm using these examples, of course, because just this winter I've had both things done, a new garage door and my garage floor glazed. I've got like a fancy person's garage floor now. I have that, that glazed, oh man, it looks nice. I think there's more money invested in my garage floor right now than, uh, than my mom and dad invested in their garage. Anyway, big point. What are you doing to learn new moves? You have a business, you have a life, you have time, and you probably could be adjusting, innovating, grabbing some new skill set, adding to your repertoire, and you're not doing it because you're too comfortable. It's usually what happens to all of us. The reason we don't reinvent, the reason we don't come up with a new uh, skill set or a new training or credentials to add to our repertoire is because we get very comfortable. You know, I was really comfortable going back to wrestling at, uh, at my series of stuff, but it also was never going to take me into my 60s and 70s, and, and, and that's why it's fine. It lasted for a few years. Your career lasts longer than that. Now you're going to say to me, this happens a lot. Yeah, but I'm really good at doing what I do. In fact, nobody's better than me. I'm dominant with my moves. Yeah. Remind you of the cocky, uh, cocky high school wrestler kid. Sure, you're dominant. Nobody can stop you. Now, do you really believe that? All right, let's take a different sport, basketball. Shaquille O'Neal was so dominant in the paint he, you got the ball to him, he would turn and dunk it. He's seven foot two and he's 350 pounds and he's as powerful as can be. He's almost unstoppable. Well, kind of, because here's what happens. Eventually, teams learn to work around your dominance. Uh, companies, your competitors, other businesses learn to work around what you're so dominant at. If I have to beat you and you are so amazing in the paint, using the Shaquille O'Neal example, I'm going to learn to go around you. I'm going to learn to keep the ball from getting to you in the paint. See what I'm saying? If you only have one move, you might be amazing at it. You might be dominant at it. But generally, the marketplace learns to work around your dominance or find an alternative. Walmart. Nobody could compete with them, right? They're out here in these, in these uh, outside of town, smaller towns a lot of times, uh, where, where mom and pop shops in the 1960s and 70s were getting run out of, 1980s, getting run out of business by, first it was Sears and then it was Walmart. And it's like, who could possibly stop Walmart? Oh my God, they're dominant. But the marketplace, the marketplace goes around that dominance. The marketplace said, wait a minute. Wait a minute, maybe there's a better way. Maybe we'll just not even bother owning a bunch of big old stores out here outside of town, and instead we'll just do this all online. <sighs> see, the marketplace worked around the dominance. You can see this again and again and again, you know what I'm talking about. An example I used in my article was Polaroid. <laughs> Polaroid dominated instant photos. <clears throat> when you think of it, if you're of a certain age, and I mean you're probably going to have to be like 40, 
or older to even 35 maybe or older to even remember this there was a time when if you wanted a photo taken instant photo it was a polaroid from the 1970s you know and they had those wonderful commercials who was it uh, rockford uh, james garner from the rockford files wasn't he the one that did the commercials um taking an instant photo was a polaroid you know, mention that one song, Shake It Like a Polaroid Picture. They dominated for decades. They were the only instant photo company. It's, uh, according to my research, it happened in the boardroom several times where someone would say, maybe we need to look at this new product line. It was shot down because the folks at Polaroid were so damn good. Their dominant move was so good. Their instant photos, why would they ever need to adapt something new? Why would they need to try a new move? Why would they cannibalize themselves and divert their attention and focus from what they are so good at? Their dominant move. Have you heard of Polaroid lately? Have you seen a Polaroid picture being taken? Have you had anybody take a picture of you with a Polaroid? Have you seen anyone stand there doing this? Which, by the way, shaking them does not make them dry faster. Uh, it's ridiculous, but uh, you know what? People flipping out over the coronavirus is ridiculous also, and we know how it is. You just, uh, you're not going to tell people uh, facts versus emotion. So it made them feel good to flip the Polaroid picture, and, and uh, it never dried it out faster. If you are a certain agent, you know what I'm talking about. Here's the deal. Polaroid, more pictures are being taken right now than have ever been taken throughout human history. On your phone, you are taking pictures every day of something. Usually mundane stuff. Pictures of squirrels and you put them on Facebook, right? Cool. Good for you. Polaroid's not involved in the picture-taking process at all. Okay, maybe somewhere they are, but they are not at anywhere close to dominating or even really heard of. New moves. How much longer are you going to be doing this? All right. Everyone has more gas in the tank, more time on the track than they think. You know, you're, you're probably saying, hey, man, I'm 59 years old. I'm just going to work. I'm going to retire here another three years. Why do I want to test myself and learn new moves? Because what the hell are you going to do after that? You know, average life expectancy in the United States of America is around 80 years old, 75 for men, 81 for women or something like that. It's been a couple of years since I checked. Uh, but the main thing here is, if you are of a certain age, it's even more than that for you. Remember, it's uh, 80 years old is life expectancy from birth. Well, if you've already weathered the storm and you're sitting here healthy at age 50 or 40 or 60, you have a lot of years left. More than 80 uh, is going to be your life expectancy. What are you going to do? I mean, doesn't it seem ridiculous that you would just not do something new? Have you seen the studies? Because I've read article after article about this. Cognition and, and uh, brain activity when you don't do something in retirement. You just get done working and then sit around and watch Wheel of Fortune or uh, mindlessly do nothing. You slip pretty fast. It's not good for your health, mental or physical, to do nothing in retirement. New moves. Nobody says you have to go and do the job that you didn't really enjoy that much, or nobody says you got to go and work 90-hour weeks in retirement. No, no, no. But you got to continue to push yourself. The cognition, the mind, the mind will go uh, pretty, pretty far off. And uh, also dementia, Alzheimer's, all of those things are have an increased correlation based on mental activity or lack thereof in retirement. How many years do you have left?
So I know that we, you probably keep up my stuff. You know, I talk a lot about reinvention. It's one of my things. I've got the, I've got a chapter about that in the book, Do Business Better, where I also talk about habits versus routine. Uh, I would like you to pick up a copy of this. Just had a whole big bulk order of them to a client. Very happy about that. Also, I got an article, an article from an investment person that quoted me in Do Business Better uh, about, um, uh, about a subject that I was really, really happy about. And, uh, and I would like you to, uh, you know, consider picking this up if you haven't. But the main thing here is uh, you're never too old to stop learning new moves. I mean, if you're laying on your deathbed, I understand. You don't need to be learning new moves. But in general, most of us get comfortable and we stop grabbing onto these new opportunities that come in our way thinking, ah, oh, well, that's going to test my comfort zone. And I know you get to where you don't like change. You get to where you're really good at doing what you do. Remember, the marketplace will always figure out a way to go around your dominance or beat you at your dominance. That's why you got to learn new moves. You have longer left than you think. That's why you got to learn new moves. You don't want to go stale and become dumb when you're retired. Just because you're not doing the job you currently do doesn't mean you need to be doing something. That's why you got to learn new moves. Because you eventually might even be extinct. That's why you got to learn new moves. Because... The more tragic thing than retiring and letting your mind go to mush is not being able to retire because you completely have no value because the marketplace has gone right around you while you stood still there saying, what about my old moves? Yep, they're old. That's why you got to learn new moves. You don't want to be not in demand. And remember, the marketplace is all about relevance. The reason you stay in demand is through being relevant, by having something that actually works. That's why you got to learn new moves. I'm Damian Mason coming to you in my awesome Crawfordsville Wrestling t-shirt. Uh, if, you, uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Uh, follow me uh, on all the social media formats. You can always find me at DamianMason.com. And do me a big favor. Would you please subscribe to my YouTube channel? We're putting these podcasts up on YouTube now. Got a playlist there for the Do Business Better podcast as well as the Business of Agriculture podcast. So until next time, keep learning new moves. Challenge yourself to not get stale, to not become complacent, and to not give in to the comfort level because the world's going to keep on moving. Whether you learn new moves or not is, is really what we're talking about. Keep learning new moves. Till next time, Damian Mason is the Do Business Better podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of Do Business Better, please share it. And be sure to connect with Damien on LinkedIn, like his Facebook fan page, and follow him on Instagram and Twitter. For speaking inquiries or to purchase Damien's books, Food Fear and Do Business Better, go to DamienMason.com. Know someone who'd make a great guest? Send us a message. We're always looking for compelling stories and business lessons our listeners can benefit from. Thank you. Thank you.